tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Headlines is brought to you by Don't take risks, use a condom every time. And thanks to Alatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Double spices, yes, sir. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Join News Prime live from our studio here in Kukumlimli, Accra. We're live on DSTV Channel 421, Go TV Channel 125, around the world on myjoyonline.com. Coming up in this bulletin, countdown to shut down as ECG and government work around the clock to settle debt owed independent power producers who have threatened to shut down in 11 days and plunge the nation into darkness we have details as our sources within the ipps point to some world bank effort to resolve the impasse also mpp flag bearer hopefuls are lining up to file nominations and prove they are better than the man most of them worked for uh, the former energy and agri ministers are the latest to file nominations shooting to five the number of aspirants that have filed to lead the party also, as political campaigning in the Assin North intensifies, only a week ahead of the by-election, John Muhammad deepens campaign for the NDC candidate, declaring he would never end up in jail. Details are the two leading parties, the NDC and the MPP, scramble for responsibility over a funeral in the constituency. At 8 p.m., I hand over to Beverly Broom to bring you prime business. Economist Professor Lord Mensah has urged government to manage the economy well to withstand global shocks and stop blaming rating agencies. Whatever happens, we should manage your country to a level where the global shocks do not have much of a problem when it comes to uh, uh, um, externalities of that sort. At 815, Wazak will join us with the latest from the World of Sports on Prime Sports. After days of search, police internally finally detained head coach of the Yumba ladies for brutalizing female referee in women's Division Two game in San Diego. Details of all of these coming up next. Here, stay with us for details. Remember, this is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please stay with us. Joy News Prime Headlines was brought to you by. Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Double spices. Yes, sir. Now, government says it is working around the clock to urgently settle debt it owes independent power producers or at least come to some agreement on the matter. The IPPs who are owed in excess of $1.6 billion have threatened to shut down their plants by the end of this month of June if government fails to settle these areas. Should the IPPs carry out their threat to shut down 
It could result in significant power shortfalls, which could plunge the nation into darkness. Joy News uh, understands there are several meetings scheduled between government and ECG on one hand and the IPPs on the other hand to come to some amicable resolution. Uh, Joy News has been digging around the current situation and Kwekwesanti joins us with what we've been able to glean. Kweku, what do we know so far? So, Grace, we know that the current energy sector debt, particularly in relation to the IPPs, is around $2 billion. More than half of this is owed to the independent power plants, the IPPs. These are the persons that the former government under John Dramani Mahama brought in to show up the energy, su- energy supply. The, these IPPs have threatened since last month that if by the end of this month, government does not settle these debts owed them. That is about 1.6 billion they will be unable to continue producing power they will be unable to continue giving the electricity company of ghana power to be able to supply you know that is just 11 days away government have been working around the club to be able to reach some kind of amicable solution what we have heard so far isn't so encouraging the ipps are hell-bent on carrying through this this threat because not only are they saying that they don't have funds to be able to buy the necessary protocol that they need to generate, but that leaving government with $1.6 billion, having been in there for that long, is not something that it can continue. And so in the next 11 days, if government does not bring the money, the information we are picking is that they are, go, they are, they are, they are going to actually shut down the plans. The finance minister, Ken Oforiata, in the address he gave yesterday, gave a certain overview of the challenges government is facing with independent power purchasing plans. And they say that they are taking some money from the World Bank, we expect that some money will be coming in shortly, and they're going to use a big chunk of that to actually settle these debts. What we know now is that the money is not ready. In the next 11 days, it's not possible that government is going to be able to raise this amount of money from the indications that we have gotten. So what government is trying to do in the next few days is try to strike some agreement and say that we are going to pay you this amount of money every month. Initially, government promised to pay $14 million dollars Every month, the IPP said that was woefully inadequate and that they expect something in the region of $50 million every week. Government has not been able to come up with that. And the assurance we are getting from ECG on government on the one hand is that they are working around the clock speedily to ensure that in the next 11 days, Ghana is not plunged into another round of doing so. All right. Uh, now, in that negotiation, government offered to pay $15 million to the IPPs every month to defray the debt over time. But the IPPs rejected the offer, insisting the government pays $15 million. So that is where the negotiation had reached. Now, in the finance minister's update yesterday, he indicated that some funds will be coming in from the World Bank, and it is expected that a chunk of that money will be used to pay the IPPs to avoid a possible partial down. Our checks also indicate that by the close of day Tuesday, we should hear the position of the IPPs on all of these ahead of June 30 deadline. Now, we've been joined by Edward Barr, a member of the Mines and Energy Committee and a former spokesperson for the Energy Ministry. First, uh, grateful for you uh, for joining us here. First, 11 days to the IPP's deadline to shut down their plant. What's your reaction? I think that uh, my reaction basically will be that uh, as a country, we should take the attract seriously. Uh, we should be ready to sit down and negotiate with them. At least, negotiations, people always have two different positions. I know the IPPs will be coming with a position. Government, uh, will, uh, through ECG, will also be coming with a position. And I think that if 
both parties are transparent enough, they should be able to reach some amicable uh, solution to be able to resolve this issue. That being said, look, my brother, you see, if you listen to uh, government operators and government spokespersons, and even some ECG people who are supposed to be technical class, but they are behaving like politicians, you will, you will have a sense that seems to suggest that, oh, this is some debt that has been saddled, uh, that the country has been saddled with because of John Muhammad, even your, your reporter, John Muhammad's IPP. My brother, this is a debt that has been occasioned as a result of power consumed. So it means that they have generated power. The country has found the need to use that power. And after using that power, and myself and you paying our electricity bills, government has not paid the IPPs. That is the simple rule. This particular bill, which is as at May ending, which is 1.73 billion, is power that has actually been used. And the IPPs have invoiced uh, government to pay. And government has been unable to pay, even though you and I, through the end user tariff, have paid. So mm -hmm. 11 days, Let's not treat this as a child's play. Let's not see it as one of the usual trends that will come up. I think that if even one plant is shut down, the country will be in problem. Mm. And so I think the government should take this seriously. Okay. I, are you saying that it does not include the argument that your government signed for take or pay, and, and therefore even the power produced that we didn't use uh, are part of these debts that we need to pay? No. That's the point I'm making. Talk to the IPPs, and they will tell you that this is consumption bill. This is consumption bill. So it is not the basis of maybe uh, the fact that government, they had declared as a liability that they, they, they had power and government was able to take so this excess capacity. No. This is power actually used. Okay. Mm. And this is power actually used, and okay. which you and I have paid for it for. Mm. Uh, now, what should government be doing then, especially in their financial crunch, to pay up or at least reach some agreement with the IPPs? First and foremost, government must come to a clear understanding as to how much they are capable of paying and be honest with the agreements they will reach. So what it means is that if they finally come to an agreement, because you are talking about a, a, a debt that is almost $2 billion. you must find a way of paying the old debt while making sure that you don't accuse more. So that's the first point. So there must be an honest discussion between the IPPs and or maybe through the chamber, the chamber of uh, independent power producers and what about government, mm. as to how much they'll be doing and the, the installment shuttle. Uh, they should be honest with that. Two, government must immediately reinstate the touch waterfall mechanism. This was a mechanism that was put in place to ensure that going forward, that any time ECG sells the power that they have received, it is put in a common pot, and that, that particular money is disbursed to all the various utilities, depending on how much power you have supplied to ECG. Government, as we speak now, if you talk to the IPPs, for two months now, the cash waterfall mechanism has been suspended. Government must immediately reinstate that, and that is very important. And the third point, apart from the weekly payments that they will have to be doing, there must be a lump sum that will have to be paid. And I think that the government must see this particular expenditure as a priority expenditure. I, I am excited that government says that it is ex expecting some money from the World Bank, and the chunk of it will be used in the free part of this cost. Government must be committed to that and make sure that that is done. And last but not the least, my brother, a greater part of this challenge that we are having 
It's because ECG cannot account for their power. As we speak, ECG alone, in terms of debt that they have accumulated because of losses, system losses, if you take from 2017 up to 2022, it's about $32 billion. Government might find a way of ensuring that they reduce their work or their losses. And that is very key. Mm. And last but not the least, I think that we must begin to start looking at our tariff structure to make sure that the tariff structure actually reflects cost. If we do not do that, we may run into problems. But in all this, I will tell you, government must be honest to the ITP. And the ITP must also be magnanimous enough to see how they can accommodate this. Because the country cannot afford, at okay. this time when we are okay. in this economic crisis, to go mm. into uh, our low shedding. Okay. And as a committee, are you privy to the details of this particular negotiation between government and the IPPs? Actually, the committee has not been briefed on that. But not all things being equal. I know that this weekend the committee will be meeting in Kofovia. And therefore, this discussion will come up. And I believe that when it comes up, we'll then get to get the details. We will want to even get some of the key parties to give us a briefing. All we are getting now... You know, uh, all we are getting now is basically based on the various parties involved. Government, to a very large extent, has not also uh, briefed uh, the committee, and so we are getting this from third party sources. Okay, all right. Um, grateful to you. But just before I let you go, um, let me get this clarification. So you are saying that this bill is as a result of power consumed. Are we then to anticipate another bill that will contain the take or pay agreement that was signed? For example, power that has been generated that has not been used. Are we to anticipate that bill as well? And we have indicated that very clearly. And I have stated to you before that since 2021, if you look at the amount of the available capacity, which is roughly around 3,587, and the peak demand, that is around 3,400, we have not been paying capacity charges. So capacity charges have not occasioned. It is not an issue of capacity charges because we do not even the even any time we really lose one generation plan, we go into load shedding. So currently, as we speak now, government since 2021 has not been paying excess capacity. Okay, great for you. It has not been occasion. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. Now we have tried to reach the ECG and government both have declined to comment publicly for now, but have said they are working assiduously to address the concerns of the IPPs and to keep the lights on. We'll bring you more details as and when they come in. But in all this, President Kufuado has assured the nation he will ensure the lights stay on. I want to reassure all of you that my government will continue to work towards keeping the lights on in spite of the global dynamics energy pricing because the alternative is not an option we are not going back to do so we'll leave that to president mahama i'm convinced and confident that our nation is on the right path despite our challenges and with god on our side i have the firm belief that we should succeed in this enterprise now, to other stories, former President John Dramani Mahama is declaring that the NDC's candidate for the Ascent North by-election, James Jachi Kwesen, will not end in jail, rallying constituents to vote for him to return to Parliament. James Kwesen is facing charges including...
perjury and making false declaration with this criminal trial set to take place on a daily basis from tomorrow. Speaking at a campaign debut, John Mahama insisted that the case against their candidate has no basis and should be voted for to return to parliament. Papa onye bonibia ne boni awaye ne se opese obechi ebe boa ne man opese obechi ebe som ne man this man has not committed any crime the only alleged crime he claims he has committed is supporting this constituency if everyone here was granted a free visa to Canada no one would be left in this community maybe you would only have the chief due to worsening economic conditions many people would have left However, this man, who used to hold Canadian citizenship, has voluntarily renounced it to serve his constituents. Yet, this government is making him regret that decision. He has spread in propaganda that any vote for him will not count because he will certainly John Mahama stand here to refute those claims and say that James Jatikwese will never be imprisoned. But those who call for his imprisonment rather will be the ones to be jailed. And the candidate himself, James Quayson, says he has become a victim of the equal numbers in the House, insisting his current predicament is due to the governing party, the MPP's effort to go all extent to reduce the NDC's numbers in Parliament. It's surprising and strange to me that we preach one thing and we do the other. We talk about democracy, but we don't respect the choice of the people. Uh, this, we all know in 2020 December, I want this election fair and clear. And then there's been maneuvering uh, due to the imbalance, I mean, the, the status of the uh, parliament or the legislature right now. They all understand that if uh, given the the legislature numbers, if one side of the party, uh, the party was higher than the other, in other words, uh, let's say NDC MPP had 140 and the other had like 135, we won't be facing this. It is the situation of the House, because for the first time uh, in Ghana's uh, elections, we had 137, 137. Yeah. You know, but in a true democracy, you work with consensus. You build consensus. You work with the other side. In fact, Ghanaians spoke that they don't want one party rule to control, like give and the winner takes all. That is why they gave us that mandate. Yeah. But it seems as though uh, they don't want to respect the people's choice. And they will do everything to maneuver to reduce the number. So how is the campaign shaping up for the NPP? Richard Ahyadba is communications director for the party, and he joins us live on the phone lines. Now, grateful to you for joining us here. Now, it's barely a week to the election. How is your campaign shaping up? Uh, great. Are you, are you speaking with me now? Yes, yes, I am with you, sir. Okay, thank you kindly. Well, the campaign has been here. As, as we speak, I'm at a, a campaign rally that's a party speaking right now is the uh, Honorable Kennedy in Japan. Uh, and if you need to come and see the enthusiasm, the drive of the people, uh, we come here with a simple message that the NDC is here in a, um, in a signal 
misleading people with lies and propaganda. But we have come to speak about the development that we have brought to the people and our commitment to bring uh, further development. So we are coming to say that on account of what we have done and what we have committed to doing, they should vote for our candidate, who is the to become the next MP of Asin of deliver the development we promised, which we have started, and we hope that by this election, you will continue to do more for the good people of Asin So the campaign here in Asin is going very well, and we are very confident that on the 27th, victory will be the MPP. Mm. Uh, mo- most of, uh, you know, your uh, campaign, your campaigns are not really online when people search about the campaigns happening they don't see anything is it that you're doing an underground campaign or what really is it uh well i'm not sure if i hear your question you're saying that we're, are we doing an underground campaign yeah most people cannot see a lot of activities from your party in the Arsenal of constituencies what's happening well i just i just indicated to you uh, what time is it about seven mm-hmm. uh quarter past seven uh we are at a campaign event uh, very well attended campaign event, and this is not the only one of its kind where our team is split. Mm. So as we speak, this mini rally is happening in other areas. We have a total of our 18 zones that we're working with. In all those zones, you have campaign mini rallies going on. When we finish from here, we're heading to our next stop in Sofia, and we are meeting a similar uh, group of people to have a mini rally. Uh, we have a very full schedule, and those who cannot see are perhaps not here in Asino, but the people of Asino, the good people of Asino, are feeling the presence of the new Democratic Party, and we are all over the place seeking their mandate. So uh, the MPP would go back to Parliament, uh, represented by people to bring development to the good people of Asino. So we are very much on the ground. I'm grateful to you, uh, uh, Richard Ahiaba, for joining us here. Meanwhile, the Central Regional Chairman of the NDC, Professor Richard Kofiasid, who says the party will work with the family of a party member who died in an accident during President Mohammed's campaign at Asin Dansami last weekend to give her a befitting burial. The woman in question died in a vehicle accident involved uh, a party pickup which was conveying party members from Asin Dansami to Asin Breku. Dan Samin, before then, MPP area. But I NDC. Euphoria, ecstasy, Dan Samin used to be a stronghold of the MPP, but it has now turned to the NDC. The euphoria was just too much when we were there. It was at that time that some called that a pickup that came to help us had moved with about 35 people. So it lost balance and some assaulted, resulting in one person losing her life. But His Excellency John Mahama has led us to meet with the family and we will do everything with them for the barrier ceremony. Mm. 
Meanwhile, the Assam North MPP, led by the parliamentary candidate Charles Opoku, Chairman Wuntumi, and other party executives have paid 3,000 cities to cover the cost of coffin. The team also promised to add packet or roofing sheets and cement bags to finish an uncompleted building started by the deceased. The woman was building this house when she passed, right? Tomorrow, I'll bring you 50 bags of cement. Our candidate, Charles Opoku, also says he's given 50 bags. We'll bring two packets of roofing sheets in addition. The children have to get somewhere to sleep, so we will help them complete it. Let's stay with politics because former energy minister Boache Jacon says the country is currently going through difficult times under the Akufuado government. According to him, Ghanaians have lost hope in the party and are calling for a new leadership, a reason he has prevented, presented himself for the flag bearer contest. He made this accession after filing nomination together with former Agri Minister Dr. Efriye Akoto and one other aspirant, Samuel Mbura, of our political desk, has more. The flag bearer race in the governing MPP is building up and gathering momentum. So far, five aspirants out of the 11 that have picked nomination forms to contest the elections filed their nominations. Former Energy Minister Boache Jako, in his address to party supporters after filing his nominations, admitted that there are economic difficulties under the Akufado government and that calls for a new leadership, a reason he has presented himself for the race. The people of this country have supported it for a long time. And this is the time to make them feel that there is a new leadership coming. A new leadership that will turn the corner and make lives better than we see it today. These are difficult times, I admit. But all difficult times require new leadership and new thinking. Yes, the MPP, we've done very well. But I can tell you, we can do better and we must do better. We cannot rest on our oars and pat ourselves on the back for what we did yesterday. But Dr. Efriya Kutu says he intends to use the agriculture sector to take the country out from the trenches of the IMF. According to him, his six-year service under the Akufado government has laid the foundation. I can assure you, the same way I was able to bring agriculture to the front line of policy discussion, in the same way that agriculture will be used to take us out of the clutches of the IMF. Because the agricultural sector in this country has great, great potential and we haven't even scratched the surface of it. Meanwhile, Professor Konedu Apreku, who is contesting the MPP presidential race for the third time, is expressing confidence of winning this time and wants the elections to be based on competition of ideas. I hope 
we will have a fair competitive election. I believe in competition. Now, not just competition in elections, I believe strongly in competition of ideas. May the best ideas, may the best programs survive such that when we would have been done and selected a leader, we can go to sleep, that the person knows what is going on, has the capacity to listen, capacity to lead, capacity to reform. Tremendous amount of reforms are needed in our country today. If I were president, I would start off with the government structure and I would dramatically change what we have. I will look at our constitution that offers too much power to the presidency. And I will work to ensure that perhaps after eight years that I would have left office, we will have election, competitive election in selecting regional ministers, competitive election in DCEs. Ronald Reagan, American president, said, government closest to the people serve the people best. Nominations for the flag bearer race in the MPP remain open till 24 June and the remaining six aspirants have only this week to meet the deadline. Samuel Mbura, Joy News. And in the studio, I am Samuel Kojo Brace. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Stay with us. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria 
one time. When malaria strikes, take Mala 2, containing Arthemita and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Mala 2 is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. You will enjoy free life insurance, oh. free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A hundred seven, oh. and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank double salary promo reloaded. We will. Guy, this EcoBank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Yeah, but maybe next time, Charlie. You know what? I will go shine my shoes. Yo, myself, I will go check my BP. We going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an EcoBank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the EcoBank double salary promo reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority, under the Caritas Lottery Platform. Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Me and Kasano, and when I find it, I stick to it. My shishimanya your bell pack tissues. Bell pack ever tea roll. Bell pack tea roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Me tummy. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What about what? What me the papaye? What me soaky? A chimu as One bell pad kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Say your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Park is simply the best. It's just perfect. The Attorney General has rejected an offer by private company Big C Trading LLC to refund 2 million euros for the prosecution of minority leader Dr. Atuforsen and two others to be terminated. The three are standing trial for their roles in the purchase of ambulances for the state. The Attorney General contends the state has lost more than 2 million euros due to the purchase of the ambulances, which turned out to be defective. Legal Affairs correspondent Joseph Akable reports. 
all three accused persons have pleaded not guilty to the charges with the courts already directing that they open their defense as the minimum threshold required for them to answer the case against them has been met big c is the company government purchased the ambulances from richard japa is said to have acted as an agent of the company the company says the ongoing trial presents significant risk to its reputation hence the offer it adds that it wants to preserve its relationship with ghana in order to advance its business interest ghana's courts act allows a person standing trial on charges bordering on economic loss to the state to admit to the offense and offer compensation where such an offer is accepted by the prosecution and deemed satisfactory a guilty plea is entered for the accused and instead of imposition of custodial sentence an order is made for payment to be made it is not clear if the offer is being made under this law or under ghana's new plea bargaining law the company wants to pay 500,000 euros upfront with the remaining 1.5 million euros to be paid within six months. The state is being asked to release the 30 ambulances to the company and discontinue the case against the accused persons. Joy News understands the Attorney General's office has rejected the offer by Big C. Sources close to the ongoing negotiations explain the AG holds the view that Big C is not one of the accused persons standing trial. It cannot therefore make such a request. Lawyers for the businessman Richard Jackpa are however said to have written to the AG to explain that Big C made the offer to them. The lawyers explained that Mr. Jackpa was therefore forwarding the proposal for the Attorney General's consideration. They add that they have fully adopted the said proposal and have also brought it to the attention of the other accused persons, asking them to confirm their support for the settlement process. Now, despite government's many promises of ensuring floods do not continue to wreak havoc in flood-prone areas, some persons say they live in fear at the gathering of the rains because every drop in their vicinity results in flood, affecting their property and health aside the emotional torture they endure until the waters recede. Hannah Odami has been speaking to them in our feature series titled Floods of Trauma. Another big problem is that of poor drainage in our towns and cities, which leads to flooding during the rainy season. It is time to deal with these long-term problems and find long-lasting solutions, and we're doing just that. This sound of rain and its accompanying breeze sends many to sleep, snuggling safely and comfortably in a firm textured bed. For others, however, it is an announcement of despair. These days, when it rains just between two to three hours, then we get afraid. This has been Irama's fear for years. The gathering of the clouds does not bring she and her family any joy. They rather experience fright, confusion, and palpitation. It is very painful. I must tell you how I honestly feel about this situation. When it begins to rain around 5 p.m., and continues till around 8 a.m., we all get anxious. We get scared even to put our heads on our beds. And yet we are helpless because we seem not to have any solution. All we can do is to watch the rains drain into our rooms. Other 
An occupational hygienist, Dr. Roland Srebo, talks about the health hazards associated with the flat and dampness that Irama and others who are in similar situation are susceptible to. And sometimes after the flood has receded, the, the damp environment can also promote allergic reaction that can uh, easily uh, promote asthmatic attack. So in effect, these are some of the things uh, that flooding can cause. And let's not forget, malaria is also knocking uh, on our dogs after flooding. Because after flooding, we realize that uh, there may be stagnant waters within our community. And this uh, can promote the breeding of mosquitoes. And we know the mosquitoes are the vectors of uh, malaria. So by so doing, um, malaria uh, infection can increase uh, during this time of flooding. But Tirama, who was born in this house, cannot move out. Her source of livelihood was mainly from renting these 14 separate room apartments to tenants. That is no longer an option because her income has greatly dwindled with no one accepting to rent a house which gets flooded every time it rains. Not behind me. I have lots of empty rooms which I could have rented so I would earn some income. But I cannot do so because the rainwaters come in and destroy all the property of tenants. I have two rooms with a hall. I have self-contained. I have about six single rooms with each having its porch. They are all empty. Imagine how much I would have been earning from these empty rooms if I was renting them out. Yet, all these rooms are locked because of the rain. Recently, someone came to rent this particular one, but the rains destroyed all his things, so he left. It is really depressing, but there is nothing much we can do about it. Irama is concerned about the hazardous impacts of the flats on her children and grandchildren, the mental torture, the inconvenience, and the health implications. Just see these holes in the walls. We created them so that the rainwaters which enters our rooms can seep out through them. By the time I finish that work, I would be so tired. Sometimes, even after three days, we will still be collecting rainwater from our rooms. The rain seeps down into the ground. So each time we collect water on the surface, the ones beneath the ground then comes up. We keep collecting, so we don't see water anymore. Acknowledging that not all of Irama's concerns will be immediately addressed, Dr. Shrebo believes some of these measures put in place can at least mitigate the impact of the floods on their health. We need to leave our compound greened. Why am I saying that? Because it's a fashion now for people to concrete their uh, compound. By so doing, the water does not get uh, space to drain or go into the soil. 
when the compounds are green and left nicely green the day when it rains the some of the water will sink down and 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 they may prevent a lot of them going because when we concrete our houses or our homes it means that the water that's coming from our home is going to add up to others other persons on at the end of the day uh, that is what can result in flood and we should also try as much as possible not to build on waterway from the Kwame Chroma circle I am Hannah Adami for join news now, youth in Daboya in the North Gonja district of the Savannah region have protested against what they term inhumane treatment and brutalities by police against residents of Daboya. They marched through the principal street of the community to register their displeasure about police maltreatment, especially in the advent of the recent Lukula clashes. According to them, the police harassment have contributed to many of the men in Daboya living in the bushes now. Join us Savannah correspondent Isaac Nonya was there and has come through with this report. The group, led by one Sofo Tanko Bafaga, first gathered at the Wasipe Paramount Chief's Palace and later to the police station where they presented a petition to the district police command. Men and women, old and young, all took part in the protest with red bands tied around their hands and heads. The about one-hour protest also influenced a temporal hold on businesses in the town as shop owners, taxi drivers and market women all joined in solidarity. The leader of the group, Sofo Tanko Bafaga, said they have decided to openly register their displeasure among others over the wrongful arrests and brutalities of their kinsmen by the police. In fact, we wish to tell, uh, tell the whole Ghanaian that uh, was very traditional area. The residents, both workers, civil servants and public servants, we are all thrown in a state of anarchy. We have met with torture, brutality, humiliation and severe beating, all because there is an alleged vandalism of police uh, 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 station. Unfortunately, we in our view think that it is probably because of the incident that happened in this that they are taking undue advantage of to carry out an arrest. We are not even about the arrest, but the idea of having to arrest them, beat them, is what we are so much worried about. And so we are calling on the good people of Ghana, especially the National Peace Council, uh, the President, and all other stakeholders who matter, to intervene as a matter of agency to salvage us from this situation. An opinion leader in the community, Salifu Sulemana, cautioned government and the IGP to tread cautiously with the arrests and treatment of residents in the town. And as I'm speaking to you now, still the police are in the wire. For what? Are we animals? Are we animals? Or, or we are not Ghanaians? Where the distance is, is in Lukula. And if you go to Lukula, everybody will testify that Lukula is for is uh, in Savannah region. And the land is for Waspeura. And so our problem is the white people, we are not animals. And we, we can't live with the police again. They should go. They should go. Because we respect, we respect them a lot. Why? Are we animals in the wire? Or we are not uh, uh, Ghanaians? You, 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 you see it. So they are not speaking the truth in our, on our, our behalf. 
Look at how we are suffering. Why? They should leave us alone in order to do our work. Uh -huh. They should leave us alone. Uh, they should know that government will go, government will come. They should stop what they are doing. Uh -huh. And we are all human beings. The residents say they are awaiting a favorable response from authorities. From Daboya, Isaac Nonyes report read to you. And you're still watching Johnny's Prime. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with Showbiz. Mothers of Africa. Mama, will I ever be a soccer champion for Ghana? Well, you've got to be like a geisha ball. Staying strong and going so far. Never give up till you reach your goal. Okay, Mama, I'll be strong and go so far. Lasting long like this geisha ball. Be strong and last long like geisha. Mommy, I'll buy a big TV. Thank you. Mommy, I'm going to cook for you always. Oh, thank you. Mommy, I'll buy a big car. <laughs> We are really celebrating mothers at Lakeside Estate. This Mother's Day, we are offering you the opportunity to experience the tropical bliss of the Seychelles Islands with every home you purchase with Lakeside Estate. You can choose from our two, three, or four-bedroom homes and secure an expense-paid trip to the Seychelles Islands for you and your family, especially your sweet mother. It's time to give mothers a treat. Do yours in style. Call us on any of these numbers and let's give you the home ownership experience of a lifetime. Offer lasts till 31st July 2023. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, let's take a selfie. Yay! Some filters. Filters? No! Let's keep it natural. Natural, natural it is. <laughs> <laughs> natural is definitely better. 
There are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global. Days when plans run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything. Oh yes, because on Global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. Madam, I'm looking for Abena. Abena, there's someone looking for you. Madam, please, where's Abena? Abena. Yes, ma'am. Is this who you are looking for? Ah. Madam, please get me up now. Please. Bella. Abna, bra. Abna, Abna, Abna. Oh, Abna. If it's not Abna rice, you can eat any of them. Abna rice. And Nijian Kwa. FDA. Ajay, that didn't crack so you got Mommy, I'll buy a big TV. Thank you. Mommy, I'm going to cook for you always. Oh, thank you. Mommy, I'll buy a big car. I'll buy a big house. Thank you. We are really celebrating mothers at Lakeside Estate. This Mother's Day, we are offering you the opportunity to experience the tropical bliss of the Seychelles Islands with every home you purchase with Lakeside Estate. You can choose from our two, three, or four-bedroom homes and secure an expense-paid trip to the Seychelles Islands for you and your family, especially your sweet mother. It's time to give mothers a treat. Do yours in style. Call us on any of these numbers and let's give you the home ownership experience of a lifetime. Offer lasts till 31st July 2023. Terms and conditions apply. Limited Welcome back and Becky Bags joins us with all the gists from Showbiz. Hi. Oh, hi, Bryce. I don't have all the gists, I'm still reading. Ah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a very long book. Okay. And this has been trending the whole of today, and yeah. obviously we cannot go without talking about Yvonne Nelson's new book, I Am Not Yvonne Nelson. As you can see, it's right here, lots of revelations 
Uh, first of all, Breeze, let's, uh, we were at the launch of the event and uh, we had industry players speaking to us after the launch of the book and here is the take about what Yvonne Nelson has done with this particular book. Just as we filmmakers, we tell stories of our culture, our love stories, you know, our heritage. I think it's, 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 it's very important for us to tell our own story, of course, through a book. So that people don't come and tell our stories for us. So that people don't say, oh, we thought it was this or we thought it was that. <clears throat> and so it's very encouraging what she's done. And of course, I would add... I'd encourage a lot of people to do it. I mean, I think that with what we find ourselves doing, our lives are already out there. Uh, whether there's a perception or there's none, people already sort of, you know, study our lives. So yes, why not? I mean, I think that, like Yvonne said, she was inspiring. She, I, I mean, the idea behind this is to inspire someone. There's a girl out there with a dream just like she had. And, you know, the blueprint that she used, she's hoping that the person is going to even follow and do better. So I think that... Yes, why not? I would be comfortable doing that. I am not surprised because when I first met Yvonne, right after she did a Miss Ghana competition, and I was looking for staff, uh, stars for uh, Fortune Island, my self-produced television series, um, I saw something in her. I have to say it takes guts. It takes a, you know, it takes a lot of guts to be able to put it out there like that especially in you know the kind of society that we're in you know yeah we're not we're not very used to that kind of truth and so I guess that's where we have to applaud her because um, Yvonne has always set her pace you know she's always been very different she's always set her pace she's always set her truth you know and this is what is manifested into the book and I'm very proud of her you know yeah I think it's, it's something dope it's something good to do because you know People like Yvonne Nelson are superheroes, you understand? So a lot of people look up to, you know, such people. She's a very nice person too. So, I mean, I can't, I, I actually haven't read the book yet. I'm yet to read it. And then I, I know that there's going to be greatness in there. It's something though. But I'd like to do that maybe one day. So before the onset of the book, she spoke to me about it. And I, I believe her honesty has paid off because she's spoken her mind. You know, most often we hide behind the screen and uh, we don't let the people know who we really are from what the people read you could tell she was more like should i use the word naked she opened herself up to really say her mind as it is and uh, not hold back i think it's something good let me say congratulations to yvonne and i'm so excited to see her writing a book and then i will have time to read the book and then and, and see what is in the book but for now i'm so excited and i'm happy for her and very happy for Yvonne Nelson. But there have been uh, some reactions also to uh, this particular book since it came out uh, yesterday. That's uh, uh, on Twitter. You yeah. see, uh, that's a male Deborah. Uh, saying that uh, isn't this too much information in Yanya actually has been uh, reacting to the uh, book as so, well. So Inanya is Yanya, asking whether this is not Not too, too much. Money. That's him uh, uh, right there. So Inanya uh, said that, so Yvonne Nelson said, I cheated on her with Tonto DK. Oh, wow. I'll respond to this. I know the right book. But for now, make I go watch my new video. Director, just seen uh, now. So uh, that's it. Manasseh Azuri also there uh, uh, bringing out his comments. You know, 
the book has revealed a lot of things. Well, one major thing that has been trending is uh, the part where uh, Yvonne revealed that she got pregnant uh, by four uh, Sarkozy and has been asked or was asked to abort, abort. the baby and uh, Sarkozy leaving her actually driving together uh, with his manager to the uh, hospital and leaving her there without, you know, um, checking up on you know what, uh, to what know. happened. So uh, it, these are all uh, the trending uh, stories. But Yvonne Nelson, really, uh, what inspired this book? Life inspired the book. And why do you think this is the time for you to actually put it out there? I want people to get a copy of the book. They would understand why this book is so important to me and why I had to write this book. Now, talking to some of your colleagues, I asked them if they were privy to some of these stories you shared in the book, and they said yes. Usually, we want to keep secrets with our friends, but you have kept these secrets for all these years, and now you have put it in a book, and you are putting it out there. Why? Just grab a call. I mean, the one someone very close to the president wanting you to actually contest against John DeMello. He was touched about the fact that there's a lot in the book, uh, Brace. Uh, there's a whole lot of yeah. content in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Sarkodier, actually, he hasn't really reacted, but mm -hmm. I know that he's on tour. Uh, he kicked off his tour, uh, Jam's album tour in Amsterdam. Oh, and okay. uh, he's continuing uh, in the U.S. and Canada. Oh. So for those of you uh, who are asking if Sarkodier has reacted or responded, Oh, we haven't had anything from Sarkodies uh, yet. Uh, it's a whole um, book. You, you grab a copy, probably you get all the answers that you need. But for more news, you see, log on to myjoyonline.com. That's where you find all the news. We're out of time. We'll be back tomorrow with Brace again. All right, but don't forget to brush your teeth with Pepsodent. Because you know, with Pepsodent, every smile matters. Up next is Prime Business with Beverly Brook. Hey, Charlie, welcome back. The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumifantra. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have that. Thank you. No problem. Mala 2 is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Nessie, it's my Cali Boy inside the feet. Don't touch it, okay? No touch it, okay?
don't worry, darling. I won't touch your calipo, okay? Okay. Hey, shit. Papa. Should I do something for you? It's okay, Grandma. You can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I brought plenty for you. You know that that calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. collection from GTP now available at any of our accredited dealers nationwide or any mommy I'll buy a big TV thank you mommy I'm going to cook for you always oh thank you mommy I'll buy a big car <laughs> We are really celebrating mothers at Lakeside Estate. This Mother's Day, we are offering you the opportunity to experience the tropical bliss of the Seychelles Islands with every home you purchase with Lakeside Estate. You can choose from our two, three, or four-bedroom homes and secure an expense-paid trip to the Seychelles Islands for you and your family, especially your sweet mother. It's time to give mothers a treat. Do yours in style. Call us on any of these numbers and let's give you the home ownership experience of a lifetime. Offer lasts till 31st July 2023. Terms and conditions apply. The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switch to Bell Park today. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Business here on Joy News Prime with me, Beverly Broom. We go straight to our very first story. And financial economist and chairman of SEM Group, Dr. Sam Mensah, has described President Takufado's criticism of international rating agencies as a poor representation of how rating agencies operate. According to Dr. Mensah, rating agencies are reasonably neutral and objective with the outcome, hence comments by the president will not deter them from doing their work. If that is a criticism, then I think it's probably uh, not quite representative of how the rating agencies work. Because as I said earlier, rating agencies are monitoring the same indicators for all borrowers, including African countries. And therefore, they monitor and change their ratings according to what they are reading from these indicators. And mind you, there are quite a few African countries that have very good ratings. Mm. For example, Botswana has a, an investment grade rating of triple B, which is quite quite high. So um, I think in general, the work of the rating agencies are reasonably neutral and very objective. I think the rating agencies will continue to do their work. 
and their work is to certify the, the, the credit quality of an issue coming to the market. In many countries, including the United States, the United States got downgraded in 2011, and the UK got downgraded, I believe, in 2023 by, uh, you know, S&P. So they will continue to do their work. I don't think uh, they will be deterred by any such comments. It seems to me that uh, international investors are looking for certification for rating agencies that have worldwide or global standards for rating. Mm. And therefore, I don't see it as something that is so easy to implement uh, in terms of creating Africa's own rating agency. Meanwhile, economist Professor Lord Mensah has described President Akufuado's reactions to ratings agencies' assessment of the economy as uncalled for. According to Professor Mensah, government needs to manage the economy well to withstand global shocks and avoid blaming rating agencies. Lately, I think uh, the president is to appreciate that the euro bond market is not a sustainable source of financing you know, a country. I mean, clearly, you cannot rely on borrow to finance your activities. We should also understand that the parameters and the models that are used you know, to come up with a rating has not changed. The only thing that has changed is the circumstances and then the, um, the, the country-specific problems. So if we look at the global exposures and then you look at the country-specific problems, them in the model, whatever comes out is what is interpreted for the consumption of the general investor community, looking at um, Ghana and then elsewhere. So I think um, living the rating agencies won't change anything, because at the end of the day, um, you are looking at um, same model, and then possibly um, same input that is supposed to generate an output. Whatever happened, you should manage your country to a level where the global shocks do not have much of a problem when it comes to uh, uh, um, externalities of that sort. So um, if the country was to be um, a, a country where we, we've managed our economy very well, we have very good buffers, mm-hmm. in as much as those global uh, shocks will have impact, it wouldn't have been as much as you know we are experiencing now. So... Uh, that blame on the, um, uh, the rating agencies, uh, for me, it's uncomfortable. Moving on, the World Bank has admitted that stringent disbursement rules made it difficult for Ghana to draw down on a number of project funds. It is estimated that Ghana missed out on more than $2 billion of funds set aside for projects because of the structuring of procurement processes to check corruption. But the World Bank country director, Pierre Laporte, says the bank is taking steps to deal with this challenge. Now we are approaching another fiscal year. I'm pushing the teams to please let's make sure we disperse. And, but then some people will tell me, Pierre, there's so many problems in this ministry, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes when I go and talk to the minister, the team, we find the problems actually sometimes on our side. You know, because of the procurement rules, stringent are uh, sometimes cumbersome and long. And we do understand and when, when sometimes uh, countries, uh, clients call, you know, that it just takes too long. And sometimes they are right. And uh, our role is to try to see how we can be more flexible. And in this context, there's actually uh, an initiative inside the World Bank now. It's, it's called the Evolution Roadmap, 
where the World Bank is taking a look at ourselves, at how we operate now and in the next few months and next year or so, we will come out with a, with a new approach. Not necessarily new, but we will see what is not working, how we can do better, and procurement will surely be one of the things that we will be taking in mind. Now, the United Kingdom has today announced the introduction of radically simplified trading rules and a cut in tariff on products from developing countries, saving UK businesses and consumers millions of pounds a year. The UK's new post-Brexit developing countries trading scheme entering into force today covers 65 countries that are home to over 3.3 billion people and over half in Africa. The move, as stated in a press release, is to ensure that more products qualify for the scheme as well as benefit developing countries looking to diversify and increase exports, driving their prosperity and reducing their need for aid. Now, reacting to this development, West Africa Regional Director of Cards International, Apia Kusiedomako, says Ghana can only take advantage of such international trade activities if governments consciously implement measures to create an enabling environment for private businesses to thrive. I think Ghana, as we've been informed, or all, we are all aware, our Fundamentals have not been good for the past two years. And if we can improve on, on, on our export, it means that we can have enough forests to be able to support our balance of trade and keep the city strong against the major trading currencies. And so for me, I think this is something that Ghana can take advantage uh, of. What we have to do as a country is to make sure that we create the enabling environment to allow the private sector here to be able to produce and export to other countries. Unfortunately, we've not done well over the past one and a half year simply because we have consistently been increasing our electricity tariffs uh-huh. And also the other macroeconomic indicators have also conspired against the private sector. And so if we want to ensure that businesses stay and remain here to take advantage of it, export the products to the United Kingdom and, and, and re, I mean, as, uh, return their proceeds to support the city, I think that we must also create the the enabling environment. Of course, government has been saying this thing for a long time, but uh, I think they will need to do more to ensure that the private sector they are able to export competitively. Just last week, for example, we learned that the Ghana Hotelers Association have, have criticized the recent increase in utility tariffs. We are gradually making Ghana a difficult place to do business and until we consciously make it to uh, the place to do business we might not be able to take advantage of all of these uh, brilliant initiatives that's all for business tonight we have more business news when you log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business next is sports with Razak Muspa <laughs> Thank you.
Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Me and Kasano, and when I find it, I stick to it. My shishimanya bell pack tissues. Bell pack ewa T-roll. Bell pack T-roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Me yusua mehotome. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. Uti bakwa. Uti mi de pepaye. Uti mi soki. Echimu esa pepa. One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. of his house and sellers of his cars give him a percentage for every contract he brings. My opponent sits here and turns against the motion for once having for making money legally. Wrong! Hey. The biggest debate competition in Ghana is back. Which side do you represent? For or against the motion? Stay glued to your Superstation Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime as we bring to you the biggest stage where schools in Ashanti show their prowess through debate. Rally behind your alma mater to glory as gallant young men and women from the various senior high schools in Ashanti elucidate their stance on matters of national interest. Venue is the Christian Service University College. Catch us live on Love 99.5 FM on Facebook at Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime 2 p.m. each day. The Love of some High School's debate, trumpeting the voice of young ones on issues of national interest. This event is brought to you by your superstation Love 99.5 FM, the Ashanti Regional SRC and the Regional Directorate of Ghana Education Service Ashanti and CHAS. This program is in partnership with Pepsodent. Rasta Chocomold from Twilliam Industries, Christian Service University College, Jackson Educational Complex, Cowbell, Madame Catherine, Freitol and Fortune Rise from Wilma, and sponsored by Zest Consult, Pidato Company Limited, CBS Industries, Top Choco, Ultimate Fashions, Flora Tissues, supported by It's brought to you by Commended DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries. Hello, welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbao. And uh, let's start off in Tamil because police in Tamil have arrested coach Idrisu S. Napari uh, earlier this afternoon after he brutalized a female referee in a women's Division One game in Sanyirugu in the northern region. Uh, we understand uh, the Tiyumba ladies coach reported himself to the police station after he remained in hiding since Sunday when he was declared wanted. He is now set to face prosecution as the Ghana Football Association and its northern regional wing has joined forces with the police 
to ensure the coach is sanctioned. Uh, Seymour Barak is a sports journalist with Pangu FM in Tamale and is also the public relations officer for Real Tamale United. He's been following this story closely and uh, he joins us on the phone line for some updates on this very developing story. Say thanks very much for joining us on Prime Sports. Um, can you bring us up to speed on the coach, whom we understand has been arrested? Which police station exactly uh, is he at? And um, is he, has he been granted bail or is likely to spend the night in the cells? Well, thank you very much. Uh, for now, what I can say is that the coach managed to do to Snapari this morning uh, handed himself over to the police after two days of search uh, for him. I think the incident happened on Saturday, and right after the case was reported to the police, they started uh, the search to arrest him. Unfortunately, he actually went on hiding for the past two days, and today uh, was led by some traditional leaders in Tamale here to the police station. Uh, what I'm actually gathering is the fact that um, with the situation now, he might be granted bail until uh, after 72 hours, meaning that he probably will stay himself for the next three days. And uh, the regional football association, with the Ghana football association, are uh, putting you know things in place, making frantic efforts, and uh, giving every detail that the police need to be able to prosecute uh, you know the coach. Uh, the issue has gone so so viral; it has caught the attention of the international. Football Nazi, and so a lot of people are thinking that everybody should leave his hands out of this and allow the law to take its course, and that is exactly what we're looking forward to. Uh, we might be looking at uh, going to a court after the three days. Uh, that is when he's probably not given bail because that that is what we are gathering, gathering at this particular moment that he might not actually be granted bail until after 72 hours. And we're looking forward to seeing that happen probably in the next couple of days. I mean, Mubarak, for the benefit of our viewers who are not familiar uh, with what really happened, can you help us appreciate exactly why uh, the coach went ahead to attack the referee in that game? Okay, on Sunday, fixtures uh, for the regional division 1B matches, these are teams that are playing matches to qualify to the regional division 1B proper. And so we divided them uh, into, into groups, I must say. And then this match was between two ladies, which um, he coaches and also as the owner uh, of that club, against soccer missionaries ladies. Now, this match was played at the Aliu Muhammad Sports Stadium, Sports uh, Center 3. This center has been created or constructed by the Regional Football Association to enable a lot of you know, teams or matches played within the uh, the, that particular ground. And on the 38th minute, I must say, an infringement was awarded to soccer missionaries ladies. And in the game, it is quite clear that when uh, a defender, you know, passes the ball back to the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper has no right whatsoever to pick the ball with the hand. Unfortunately, uh, Tiyumba goalkeeper picked the ball with the hand and the referee awarded an indirect free to the away side. This actually did not go down well with the coach who rushed onto the pitch, started having altercation with the referee, and eventually started beating, uh, holding her hair, dragging her. But it took, it took the intervention of a few of the guys who were there, but 
it was not easy at all. Uh, over 10, 15 minutes, uh, you know, this incident went on. Uh, then finally, she was rescued from a few guys who came around and was taken quickly to the nearest hospital, that is the Samari Technical University Hospital. Well, she's in the start, though, um, she is in stable condition, I must say. I spoke with her this morning, she said she's okay. Uh, tests were conducted on Saturday night. And I must also commend the police because when the case was reported, they went to the hospital to check on her. And after that, they started a search to arrest, you know, Idris in But today, like I said, he was led by some traditional leaders. Uh, the, the belief is that he was hiding at the chief palace. And, and today, he had to actually go there with them because of the release by the Ghana Football Association. Well, Samarik, thanks very much. Uh, we appreciate the updates. And, of course, uh, we'll come back to you as and when uh, the story develops over there. That's Samarik. Uh, he's with uh, Pangu FM in, the, in Tamale. And he's also the public relations officer for Real Tamale United there. Well, now to the Black Stars. And the uh, Black Stars head coach Chris Eaton says he was left disappointed with his team inability to find the back of the net in their game against Madagascar in the African Cup of Nations qualifier. Now, Ghana faced Madagascar at Antananarivo in their penultimate game of the qualifier on Sunday, uh, knowing that a win will see them secure early qualification to the AFCON to be staged in Ivory Coast. However, the Black Stars played out a frustrating stalemate against Barrier with no goals recorded, while the team also failed to create clear-cut chances, leaving Chris Eaton frustrated. Uh, yes, we're very disappointed. We, we, we came here with uh, uh, an attitude and a mindset to win. Um, but, you know, to win a football match, any football match, you need to score goals. And we found it difficult today. It's, you know, the, the pitch is difficult. It's, um, it's a very uneven pitch, but it's the same for both teams. And um, we needed to be more forceful in, in areas to 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 create more opportunities to score. So, so the fact the fact that we we didn't score is is uh, the most disappointing thing. Uh, our strategy for the next match is to to win. You know we are uh, playing at home. We know we know we have to get a result. And. Um, Obviously, if it's a game, you know the consequences if we don't win. So, no, the strategy is uh, we, we have a break now. The players will go back to their clubs. They will start. They will have a, a, a rest. They will go back to their clubs. They will do a pre-season. And, um, uh, and we will be ready for the game in September. We have some players missing today. So hopefully those players will be available uh, come September. And, and we go into a difficult game against Central Africa and Republic. So that's uh, Ghana's group at the moment, uh, top of the table with nine points, Angola in eight with eight points, and Central African Republic in third place with seven points. So at the moment, uh, in Ghana and Angola, Central African Republic, any of the teams could qualify. Ghana play Central African Republic in their final game, and a winner draw will secure the Black Stars qualification. Meanwhile, former communications director of the GFA, Sunny Dara, he believes the country must stop underestimating unfamiliar opponents in the modern era.
according to him, despite the Black Stars' history on the continent, handlers of the team must look beyond that and focus on adequate preparation before games to avoid being surprised. The image of football in Africa has completely changed. There's no country today. You spoke of Rigobert's son. Look at the experiences he's had as a player playing for Liverpool, captaining Cameroon national team to the World Cup to helping them win the African Cup of Nations and all of that. And him going, taking his badges and becoming a coach. And look at the quality of players they have listed all over the world. So it tells you that, you know, if Cameroon has a difficult result, you need to look at the opponent. That's all I have for you on Prime Sports tonight. We'll be Razak Musbal. There's more on myjoonline.com for slash sports. Do have a lovely evening. Segments was brought to you by Mende DBS Industries to you. Let's go to DBS Industries.